Welcome to Buy the Books, the podcast helping business owners navigate the complex world of business, tax, and bookkeeping. Now, to the owner and president of Secline, Lindsay Klein. Thank you for joining us, everyone. This is Lindsay Klein with Secline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time and your host of Buy the Books. I have with me today Heidi Torres who has a wealth of experience in the HR world, but most recently has become sort of a mentor, speaker, and author related to the topic of networking. In fact, I'm holding her book right now, The CEOs of Networking, which recently launched. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Lindsay. It's such a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to have you. You and I had a conversation, I don't know, probably two or three months now, And a lot of people have called me the queen of networking. But when I met you, I'm like, no, 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 you are the queen of networking. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. And it's a work in progress. But I mean, you can never have too large of a network. You're right. Absolutely. Especially if you're growing a business. True. So introduce us to this idea that you have put down on paper now in this book, the CEOs of networking. How did this idea come about? Well, a few years ago, I was in school and I, because I transitioned careers. And when I was there, the professors and advisors said it was really sad for an HR professional to only have 42 LinkedIn connections. (laughs) So somehow you've gone from 42 LinkedIn connections to being the queen of networking, (laughs) writing a book about it. So this is quite a journey, I'd imagine. Yeah, well, it was kind of that. Um, They're like, go out and do it. And so that's actually I did. I just went out to every networking events and I made a lot of faux pas along the way. Oh, boy. Um, We actually have an episode. I don't know if you knew this called networking faux pas. I love that. It's 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 yeah. And I probably hit all of them at one point. Um, so yes, I definitely went out and did this, but then as my networking grew, people kept, they noticed, right? Mm. My classmates, colleagues from my other organizations I was part of, they're like, how do you do it? How you do Heidi? How you do it? And I'm kind of that adage, if people keep asking you the same thing over and over, maybe you should do something about it. Mm. So I thought, why not write a book? Nice, nice. <laughs> right? and, and it's something I think that should be taught in school, but not. Ah. And so that was kind of like the, the key thing that behind that. And so, yeah, I interviewed over 100 people, um, CEOs, VPs, um, community leaders, business leaders, different industries for my book. So it's just not me. It's not it's just nice. not just my word. It is the words and research of why networking is important and the I hope the best ways that, you know, you could use to do it. Did you always enjoy networking? No. I'm guessing not, since you only had 42 connections on your LinkedIn. <laughs> so how did you go from not liking it, which is a place a lot of people are, to now kind of being a superstar at it? Um, I'm an introvert. Most people don't realize that. And so speak to the introverts, because there's a lot of introverts out there that hate networking. <laughs> well, they hate the idea of what they think networking is mm. and how most people perceive it because we live in a very extroverted world, right? And so uh, the negativity of networking comes from, first of all, I think it comes from back in the day when it's a sales error, you know, where it's push, 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 sales, sells hard, buy my product, and, and that's it. No one wants to be 
sold to or pushed at anymore. I mean, that's just, it's not. Right. It's it's a right. big turnoff, right? right? You just put your guard up, you shut down, you don't want to talk. And no one wants to be that. They actually don't want to be that person to do that. Right. Right. So when you flip the switch and you come from a point of value, right? Mm -hmm. And then learning. So those are the two things. Learning about the other person and then how can you bring value to that person. Yes. It makes things so much easier. And for an introvert, smaller venues, right, or one-on-ones are actually the key thing. So you play to that strength, Right. You don't need to go to these or even if you do go to a giant venue, be strategic in who you meet with. Mm. Right. And then take the time for your self-care. Take time to decompress. Right. And get away from it. And you can bring your energy short term. You can bring that energy. It's not fake. You bring your energy to that. But know that it's also going to wipe you out at the end. Right. And take care of it afterwards. But plan. So planning is, is the key thing for introverts. Mm. Um, I would definitely, some of the best networkers I know are introverts. And again, you would not know. They're fabulous speakers. They have this huge presence. They are top of their community and their business. Um, you know, And when you meet them, you get all of their attention. Mm. And that's a great thing, right? You get all their attention. And from the other side, you feel it. You love it. From them, they know that they need to, they'll do, they'll give their attention and then step back and then take some time for themselves Mm -hmm. and recharge. So, I talked to someone yesterday, another bookkeeper that's trying to get her bookkeeping company Mm -hmm. launched. And she was asking me, how do I get clients? And I asked her if she enjoyed networking. And she immediately told me, no. (laughs) She said, I can't imagine going into a room full of people and just walking up to people and introducing myself, which is exactly what you do at networking meetings. So yeah. how do you help the introverts overcome that fear of walking into a room of people they don't know and just approaching someone randomly and saying hi? <laughs> well, this is going to make it sound obvious, but networking is not meant to be a solo event mm-hmm. or a solo affair, right? So you could bring a partner. Ah, that's a good tip. Right? Bring your Bring an extrovert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bring that extrovert to make the connections for you. Or even like when you uh, as an introvert host a dinner party, invite three people that you know, ask them to bring, bring. three people you don't know. That's a good tip. Right? And then that way So networking does not necessarily have to be a an event that somebody else planned. No, you can plan it yourself. You can create it podcasting is networking yeah absolutely it is yes right? so all and these- i have found recently poker yes. <laughs> i've had so many people i've been playing poker tournaments lately and i've had so many people at the poker table ask me what do you do it and is. we get in a conversation about what i do I'm like of all things the poker table no that is fabulous <laughs> you mentioned that um one of the networking groups i belong to uh, one of the members he actually hosts a weekly poker game and yeah, nice. and and at this point, it's growing so fast. Though he only I has two spots. Information <laughs> about that. I'd be happy to share. <laughs> happy to share. <laughs> it's fun. So it really is. It could be as simple as finding something you're interested in. Yes. I have networked. I actually took a karate class, believe it or not, a few years ago, and met two really good friends 
at all of all places at karate class and we ended up having a friendship well after the time we had all quit the karate class so it really can stem from anything it, it can and you it's so funny you mentioned that i in, in my book one of the stories is um well another podcaster uh rena friedman watts watts she's gonna kill me and uh <laughs> <laughs> and and she talks about her husband um who was an intern at this big company Right. And he joined this uh, jujitsu class. Turns out the CEO also joined that that class oh. and they started at the same level on the on that mat. Nice. Right. And, you know, you, whether you're CEO or the entry level, if you're on that mat, you're. Yeah. You <laughs> never playing know. Field. You never know. <laughs> And one thing I've learned is keep my business cards handy at all times because you never know when an opportunity presents itself. Yes. In the most random of places, just always be prepared for those opportunities. It's true. So that's that's one thing I've learned. Now, you mentioned that volunteering is a great way to network. Yes, that is actually, I think, the easiest and favorite way of mine to network. And because when you find a cause that you're passionate about, the other people at that event or that organization are also passionate about that. Right. Right. And it makes it easier to talk about that because you already have that commonality, that shared bond that you are just connecting with. Um, so one of the, uh, I'm on the Texoma walk to end Alzheimer's and we're actually having our walk October 16th this, uh, this year. And it is amazing. The support, the love that you can, you feel when mm. you're a part of that. Nice. Right. And it's just the people that are on the committees that I volunteer with, they've been my biggest supporters uh, for my book and my career outside of our common bond of wanting to end Alzheimer's and find a That's way amazing. for a cure. I've heard that about 80% of business decisions are based upon relationships. Yes. So it's not about you having the best price. No. It's about how much of a relationship do you have with that person? Do you trust them? And I could imagine you all fighting for the same cause yes. is a great way to build that trust and relationship. It is. And I will say the first time I went to the volunteer, when they were looking for volunteer leaders um, or volunteer members, I went to this event and I didn't know anyone. I didn't know a single person and my husband didn't go with me. He wouldn't go with me. And uh, we went there and I was actually kind of scared because it was a big venue. It was um, um at a little brewery, you know, and which, you know, alcohol makes it, everything's easier, I guess. <laughs> but um, we went there and everyone was just so warm and nice. they had a story to share. And I felt like I wasn't alone. And so, yes. And then for the past three years, I've built this relationship, that, you know, with these volunteers and they're they're my true net friends. They are my true friends. I can call them anytime, and I know that they're going to be there. And yeah, my and my biggest support is, and I am of theirs. So, what has what have you seen, either from your own experience or watching someone else, is the biggest networking faux pas that you've observed or done yourself? <laughs> Okay, so a few years ago, um, when I was a non-traditional student, and I was told to go to the student conference um, for HR, and I and, and they, one of my friends recommended that I meet one of the speakers there, and his name was Bruce Waller, and he's a fantastic guy, and I saw him. She's like, "You got to meet him." So okay, 
he spoke he was out in this this big room and and i saw him across the room and i just charged over to him right i mean i crossed this room charged over <laughs> and he's in this deep conversation with someone and i go up and i stand up right there in front of him and i wait <laughs> And unfortunately, Bruce, and he was uh, actually talking to Paige Lachmeyer, they were very gracious. They wrapped up their conversation and then they, you know, like, yes, how can we help you? <laughs> <laughs> so what was the, explain the faux pas there and how you would advise people not to do that? Well, the faux pas on this is when two people are in deep conversation and their body language are face to face, they're not really open to mm. necessarily other people. But had they been standing more side to side, mm. that would bring a little more open to other conversations and and body language. So body language is key to observe this. So I, look for people that have open body language. Yes. And yes. on that Point. If you're at a networking event and you want to meet people, have open body language. <laughs> yes. Don't be standing there with your arms crossed right. or your hands in your pocket. Right. Um, so you do. You want to have a relaxed, very open, engaging part. And the network events, when you do go to one, know that everyone is really there to connect. So I yes. know the fear, and it's almost like the fear of public speaking, right? When you go in there and you're like, I don't know anyone. No one, They're all going to reject you. The, the key thing is, especially a network event, they're not. They want to get to know you. That is actually the whole purpose of it. Um, not to say you can't take opportunities of networking everywhere else. I, you know, my husband hates to go to the grocery store because I will talk to the cashier, the bagger, <laughs> you know, um, and he's just like, can we get through this? Can we get through the line? Um, but when you're at a networking event, yes, have that body language and, and don't necessarily feel like you have to go to the big group. Go to the small groups right. that show the open body language or look as, for the other introverts that are standing in the corner. <laughs> yes. Yes. Don't, you know, so they're, they're worried too. They're yeah. concerned. So go find, you know, the, the wallflowers and then talk to them. And you'd be so surprised that they're just wanting to talk to you and welcome you. Cause I felt actually the same way at one of my, um, Kind of, I went to this networking event for HR, which is why I knew this were my people. And I was actually writing down notes in the corner, thinking I'm going to step aside and and quickly write these notes, and no one would pay attention. Oh no, people were coming up to me. Hey, what are you doing over here? Why are you here by yourself? Let's like get you there's your drink over here or something. <laughs> and so I knew one that was my kind of people, but two. They were doing the exact thing that you should be doing in a network. Don't let the person be mm -hmm. by themselves out right. there. But, you know, right. find out what's going on. Learn about them. Be on a scavenger hunt and learn about that next thing that could change both of your lives. You're right. You're just one relationship away from changing your life, yes. really. Yes. Um, and I will say this. I think a lot of introverts get um, intimidated by the thought of having to come up with conversation but I often tell people, pe people's favorite topic is themselves. Yes. So really, the key to being a good conversationalist is just ask great questions. If you can master that, people will think you are the most fun person to talk to when you really didn't say anything. You just asked questions because... People want to talk about themselves. You're so right, Lindsay. That's that's it. Um, I interviewed um, John Godoy, and he was talking about, he called it um, a treasure hunt. I like prefer a scavenger hunt, but he called it a treasure hunt because he wanted to find that golden nugget. 
right? And he says that people say he's so engaging and all he does is ask about the other person. Yes. So that's exactly. exactly. That is exactly right. And I don't think anyone likes to be in a conversation with someone that just won't stop talking about <laughs> themselves. You know what I mean? So, you know, if you're an introvert, and that intimidates you to start a conversation, just think of it that way. I'm just going to ask questions and learn something from this person. And they will think you're fantastic. <laughs> One of my favorite compliments I got was actually, I was at this event a few weeks ago and I was talking to someone and then another person, I, I waved her down and I brought her over, right? And I introduced them and I said, you know, this person, and I just talked kind of what she does and where she's been and how long she's been in the career. And then I introduced the other person and we were all talking. And after a while, the second person that came up, she's like, so how did y'all meet? Oh, we just met five minutes ago. Nice. <laughs> it was like, that's we just met five minutes ago. <laughs> and I love that was the biggest compliment. She's like, oh my God, y'all felt like I, you know, just comfortable and felt like you knew, yes. really knew each other. And I go, well, that's the key to me. The introvert could actually be the connector. Right. Because yes. you are, you know, it's the best way to connect the other people and let them do all the talking. <laughs> Absolutely. And then you've done a good thing. You've connected more than your your own self and and out and put it out in the universe. Yeah. And I like what you said about it not having to be an actual technical networking event, that there are so many ways to network that, you know, find some common interests. We did a um, neighborhood game night for a while before nice. the pandemic hit and that was fun that was a great way to meet our neighbors and people in the area that we otherwise probably would have never met um and people that had a common interest in playing board games you know so there's all kinds of ways to bring people together over a common interest that isn't necessarily quote unquote networking that's true and it's a great way to make friends as well yes that's probably why i'm a part of so many book clubs <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to meet people as well. It is. It so, is. all right. I love it. So how can people find you? Do you have a website or social media? What are you on? I am on everything. And yes, I, I do have a website, hrheidi.com. I'm on LinkedIn, of course, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and uh, <laughs> YouTube, Um also, I do have a book launch, book signing event coming up October 1st in nice. person. So if you're in the DFW area, you can uh, check here. The, the information will be on, the, on your show. On the show notes. Yes, we will put all your information there so people can find you. And of course, don't forget to pick up a copy of Heidi's book, The CEOs of Networking. So I will say for the month of September... You can actually get an e-copy of my book on uh, Amazon Kindle for only 99 cents. Nice. Okay. So for 99 cents this month, you can get the CEOs of networking. That's awesome. And have it on your phone. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been great. And I, I think it's going to help a lot of people that may be intimidated at the idea of networking. So I appreciate you coming Thank on. you. It's such a pleasure and always hanging out with you because I know I'm going <laughs> to learn more from you. Aw, thank you. And thank you for joining us, everyone. This is Lindsay Klein with Klein Honest, Accurate Bookkeeping Performed on Time and your host of Buy the Books. You can email me at info at sakline.com or visit our website, sakline.com, S-A-K-L-I-N-E.com. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Have a great week. Buy the Books is presented by Sakline, Honest, Accurate Bookkeeping Performed on Time. For more information on Sakline services or to get a hold of Lindsay, visit sakline.com or email info at sakline.com.
The information provided on this website and podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general information purposes only. Information provided by Secline may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. Listeners should contact their attorney to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter and should refrain from acting on the basis of this information without first seeking legal advice from counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Only your individual attorney can provide assurances that the information contained herein and your interpretation of it is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation.